Hey, time for you to reach your full potential. Getting into health and fitness, this is what you're missing. Going harder, ain't nothing gonna stop you. Go on a journey with genetics coach Laura Rogers. Yeah, here to take you to the next level. Been in the health and fitness industry since 07. Working with so many athletes. Push it to the limit with world champions, yeah, and some Paralympians. Hey, working from Brisbane to Singapore. We train, we going hard. All out, we keep it raw. Laura Rogers, let's go. In this week's episode of Real Talk, I speak with evidence-based weight loss specialist, Ruby Sherry. I have come across Ruby for, um, it's been a while since I think we first crossed paths, probably somewhere on Facebook or Instagram. And I just fell in love with her approach. I love that she calls out bullshit in the health and fitness industry. I love that she just challenges the status quo on a lot of things like going all in, but all in, in the wrong way when it comes to our health and fitness. I love that she supports her clients in moving the needle by one degree before then encouraging people to move it by 20. I really, really loved her approach so much. I just thought it was such a good fit to have her on the show to kind of bounce ideas off each other, talk about where people are going wrong and come up with better alternatives. You know, in this day and age, we are so sick of being locked down, locked out, locked, just locked, just feeling locked. But you know, honestly, a lot of us already felt trapped before this pandemic. And a lot of us felt trapped in terms of not seeing results when it comes to our health and fitness. In this episode, we unpack where people are constantly, consistently, um, and rather unfortunately, you know, effing up. And I think this is the first of many conversations that we'll have. I think there's many, many topics that we can branch into. This is a little bit more of a, a broad conversation surrounding the quote unquote health and fitness industry and where it's perhaps letting a few people down. Many thanks to Ruby. Please make sure you check out her social profiles and connect with her. Enjoy the show. Yay. There we go. <gasps> Yay! All right, it's going to go on the gram, of course. How are you, chick? I am great. How are you? Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Yeah. I have, have hair dye in my hair. You have what? <laughs> I have hair dye in my hair. Love it. That is multitasking. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for being on and expressing, you know, your insights because I love so much about what you're about, like your ethos and approach to health and fitness, especially when it comes to females. It's just so refreshing and so much more of what we need in this industry because this industry is so full of people who just want to make a quick dime, who, you know, perhaps don't have the best intentions at heart, who, you know, don't walk the walk and talk the talk. I think your message is just so, you know, beautiful and what you stand for is so perfect. I would love to, you know, have you introduce yourself and then maybe share a little bit more about your role in the health and fitness industry and how you came to have these perspectives. So as you pretty much said in your brief introduction, (laughs) the the industry is full of people that are so myopic in their focus. Like it's either mm-hmm. focusing on just like the scale weight or focusing mm-hmm. on actually, I think the biggest thing that I've realized that makes me even more passionate about what I do is that somewhere along the line, everything got so convoluted into this bodybuilding world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
And I, I don't know whether to blame Jim Pop or the coaches themselves, but mm. it's like bulk, cut, bulk, mm. cut. It's like, but Jim Pop don't need to do that. They want to look good lifelong, but then you're bringing in, okay, now it's time to bulk. Now it's time to cut. But where's the maintenance? Like people have it in their head that they always have to be striving for something and maintenance is not progress. It's like, now I need to be actually actively losing weight all the time or actively seeing results all the time. It's like, but you're not competing for stage. You're not going to see results that far. Right. And I guess the importance of maintenance has mm. been overlooked because it's like, but maintenance, you can still progress. It's not mm. the fact that, hey, okay, we're not pushing your calories. And I guess also because sometimes because coaches want to make the quick buck, mm. they're always thinking, okay, so now this this week's over, let's change your macros again. Okay, this week's over, let's change your macros again. It's like mm. changing things of changing instead of, asking the deeper questions like, okay, mm. how's, how's your libido? How's your sleep? Mm. How's your digestion? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess I got into it from the bodybuilding aspect. I got into it right. from bodybuilding. I was a comp prep coach and then mm-hmm. I morphed from my own bodybuilding into powerlifting and then people saw mm. what I was achieving and then people came to me for bodybuilding and powerlifting. But through all of this, I found my passion in helping people that, just want to make a lifestyle change and Mm. it made me realize it's not it's not about what your body can do it's not about what you're doing in the gym like sometimes you need to like slow that slow the hell down and do Mm. nothing and just chill let your body recover and then start fresh again because Mm. all you've been doing this whole time is beating your body down to the ground no wonder you're always tired no wonder you're always stressed out no wonder your digestion shit and Mm. No wonder your body isn't losing fat the way it should. Because Mm. if you're consistently, I guess, trying to, I say trying in inverted commas, trying to lose weight all the time, Mm -hmm. where are you moving? Like, are you really making progress the way you should? Mm. And something I realized recently is I used to like hover around, hover around 1600 calories ish with low carbs. Mm-hmm. And I said something the other day. I'm like, I'm actually on lower, like I'm on lower carbs than I'm usually used to. And then I put mm-hmm. in brackets, I'm on 315 grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I just stopped to think, wait, that's low carb for me? <laughs> right. Like how funny is that? Like, and back then I was, I was scared of actually upping my carbs to 200, let alone 300. Wow. But it's like, as soon as you, like I was, trying so hard to actually improve my body composition then I was holding Mm. so much like abdominal fat because my body was so stressed out from the dieting the training and people don't realize how important stress is like my Mm. body was stressed then I wasn't I'm not someone that goes and eats pizza on the weekend I'm not Mm -hmm, someone mm -hmm. that that eats like shit food I'm always eating to my meal plan and if Mm -hmm, I nibble mm -hmm. it's literally just salads and veggies like that's my that's my version of nibbling right I was training super hard. I was, this was back when I was doing powerlifting. I was deadlifting four times a week out of my mm-hmm. five days training. Wow. And my body was just, my body was dead. And yeah. no matter what I did, it would not lose fat. But now mm. flashback to two months ago when I did my most recent one month cut, but 
it was a cut just because I was doing a half ma- a half marathon and I needed right. to be at a lot of weight. So I went from 2,600 calories to 2,300 calories and mm. I lost three kilos in that four months. Wow. I don't know how, but obviously because of the carbs, I lost water weight. So mm-hmm. I lost about one kilo water weight, but then mm-hmm. I actually got myself that low and I bumped my, my calories up to two five hundred mm-hmm. and I was still losing weight mm-hmm. like and then it's back up to the normal thing now and I reduced my activity a lot so I'm maintaining around 2600 now but mm. if I tried to do that back then my body would not have been willing to actually do the fat loss phase so I guess mm-hmm. the whole roundabout way of me ranting is to say you need to actually give yourself the time to get your body primed for fat loss if that's what your goal is it's not right. just about fat. It's not just about cutting calories. It's about yes. actually looking towards your health, looking towards your lifestyle, improving all of the factors and becoming your best self, getting stronger, improving your metabolism in the process, improve like getting like the more you're able to actually physically do in the gym, the more that you're actually able to do in life because you have mm. a lot more energy and the mm. better you digest the better you can actually metabolize and partition the nutrients you need, the easier it is for you to actually lose the fat when you want to. Like mm. if you're going to enter a fat loss phase and it's literally pushing yourself against a brick wall, you need to ask the question, am I actually at a place where I should be going into a deficit right now? Mm. I think a really interesting point you raise is, you know, we are so accustomed to like pushing limits, pushing limits, pushing limits, looking for the next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Of course, myself included, like, okay, back squat, twice body weight, <laughs> get to that, then back squat, 2.25 times body weight, you know? So there's always something, there's always like a carrot we can dangle in front of ourselves. But what I love that you touched on is um, why can't we look at maintenance as progress? Like no, no one maintains anything, right? I mean, beyond 30 days, we're all uh, so obsessed with like 30 day challenges and giving up this for 30 days and giving up that for 60 days. You know, I always go back to, if we live to be a hundred years of age, one year is 1% of your life. So, you know, how are we so unwilling to have the patience to see something through? Why are we so demanding of, such extreme results in such a short period of time, yet we can't look at the macro. We are just so now, 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 now. So I love the idea of maintenance being progress because you're so right. I mean, if you've never maintained or sustained anything beyond 30 days or beyond 60 days or beyond six months, then, you know, if you are able to extend how long you can maintain something for, that is in fact progress, right? That's actually the funniest thing because I saw a quote right before I popped on and it was, right. everyone can start anything. It's easy to start something, but how many people actually continue it through? And mm-hmm. like, you can say as many times as you like to, like, I, I'm definitely on repeat. I'm a broken record player to a lot of my clients. <laughs> you're consistent though. You're consistent. That's the main it, thing. <laughs> it's insane because it's like, they'll start, they'll start to feel good. They'll start to do the things. They'll start to like do the process. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they're like, lacking that consistency again, they're feeling defeated. They're not feeling like they're getting mm-hmm. themselves fast enough. It's mm-hmm. everyone's in a rat race to mm-hmm. know 
And it's like, I don't even know where it comes from. Is it, is it coming from this, like this bodybuilding world where everyone's so used to seeing results so quickly? Is it coming from the way that people just want to make the quick buck and put all these before and afters up? And that's mm-hmm. why, like when I put before and afters up, I'm actually trying to make it clear that it's a before and it's a during because there's mm. no such after. There mm. really isn't mm. because you're going through the process. There's before you started anything, but then it should always be the during because mm-hmm. if you're saying that there's going to be an end point and this is the before and after, mm. is that what, are you just dying? Like, are you literally just, are you dying? What's are you getting after? buried after this transformation? Do we bury you afterwards? <laughs> it's like what's happened up to this point what are you doing up to this point the maintenance being the goal being the whole point of progress but Mm -hmm. it's you're making the process the goal and it's like just want to focus on getting the weight down looking better and then as soon as I don't see results it's just like can we change up my food can we make my food less Mm -hmm. they don't actually change themselves and I like they don't give any feelings with it. It's just like, mm. can we change my food now? Can we cut my food? Is is that all you're coming to me with? Like seriously, do you, are you mm. not saying anything else to me? Mm. Like I need I need something. I need something. Why do you want to cut your food? Mm. Uh, because I feel like I'm eating too much because I'm not getting results. What results? What are you looking for? Like right. people want to look for that outcome, but it's like you can chase the outcome all you want, but you're not gonna you're not gonna ever get it. Because all, right. all you want is the outcome. What if you don't, you're not going to get that outcome tomorrow. So you wake up wanting that outcome. Are you going to feel mm. defeated that you don't have it yet? Because you're going to be right. in shape. And it's just like, I don't know where this analogy just came from. It literally just popped in. Like, <laughs> for example, someone's planning for a wedding. Yep. 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 Common one. The, yeah. They're putting in all the effort to plan for a wedding. Mm-hmm. You like how long does it take to plan for a wedding? It usually takes like a whole year, but right. it's almost like that whole year. If you want to relate it to the dieting one, it's that whole year they've been trying to diet, but they're always focusing on this wedding. Then all of a sudden they find this challenge and it's like, okay, so now there's this like, there's this 12 week or this 16 week challenge. And they're like building up to it. They're putting all their focus into it. And then they get to that end result. And mm. all of a sudden there's wedding blues. Mm. Mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. like that same thing like I feel lost now where do I go next right like if someone was preparing for a wedding with their body for example if we just throw that into there it's like okay I did all this hard stuff I did clean I did keto I did all this crap now what mm-hmm. oh cool I'm mm-hmm. married now let's just go back to my old lifestyle and the yeah. coach just leave them or whatever it is it's it, it's like if you don't actually focus on the process are you really going to enjoy any of it and are you really going to be able to sustain it afterwards or does it just become something like a chore right so I the thing I see with that is you know it's all very well to want to create change but very few people understand the importance or need to change your identity in the process because if you still see yourself as being five kilos overweight ten kilos overweight miserable lonely then how much can you actually transform because what you don't see which would be amazing to showcase if that was possible how much we transform internally right like intrinsically emotionally spiritually 
in the process of then creating a physical transformation, which is a byproduct of the internal transformation. So what I, I go back to with a lot of people is, you know, let's say you get on the scales and you're your magical weight. We've all got that number, right? Like so many people have that number. It's like, I just want to get to here. I just want to get to here. I just want to get to here. No one's going to pop a bottle of champagne. It's not going to be declared a national fucking holiday. Okay. No one gives a fuck but you. So that number means a lot to you because you've created a meaning with that number. That number to you means success. It means happiness. It means you've achieved something. It means you now get to be proud of yourself. You now get to be happy. You can actually, in fact, be happy and proud and successful right now. Like in this moment, you don't need to be a number on the scales. You don't need to be a certain percentage of body fat. We rob ourselves of that. We attach conditions to that. And we think we become worthy of having these people in our lives and worthy of happiness and worthy of certain titles when we get there. And that's when we see it's actually very much a self-sabotaging cycle that a lot of people get themselves into. And that's why they do 30-day juice cleanses and other bullshit like that because, you know, a lot of people want to feed the misery. A lot of people want to feed the suffering. And they don't actually want to confront the shit that lays, you know, lays deeper than that, which actually feeds that in the first place. Yeah. This is exactly what I talk about all the time in my posts and my stories, which is, I love it because it's like, okay, so you are attaching your identity to a a number. Yeah. Let's say you get that number, but... Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to stay that number for it? But like, what would you expect to happen next? And then mm-hmm. that's when you can get into this self-sabotaging cycle where it's like, okay, wait, first, how did you get yeah. to that number? Right. Are you doing ridiculous amounts of cardio, ridiculous mm-hmm. amounts of just obsessing over their scale, obsessing over doing as much activity as possible. You're cutting out all these foods. You're not, you're like depriving yourself of life they're not going to actually be able to sustain that forever. So then mm-hmm. they're going to end up, they, okay, they'll say they're still eating 1,000, 1,200 calories, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They forgot about the fact that they got a 600-calorie frappe on the way home. Then all of a right. sudden these little nibbles, bites, chews, whatever it is, starts to add up. They start mm-hmm. to feel themselves and then they, and they get into that self-sabotaging binge-restrict cycle. But then they're mm-hmm. like, Okay, I, I, I need to keep cutting down. I need to keep doing these cleanses. They they keep attaching themselves to this need to see this scale go down. And if I relate mm. it to myself, when I was mm. competing for bodybuilding, I was mm. so used to chasing that scale go down. Whereas before bodybuilding, I didn't really care because I started on the opposite end where I was actually trying to build. So that was the first time I cared about the scale going down. And it's like, as soon as I got to that lower weight, it was so hard to then see the scale not going down and I ha- actually had to see the scale going up. Mm. And it's like, but I was never really that emotionally attached to the scale to the point where it would sabotage me into the same restriction cycle, but it was more like, mm-hmm. fuck, I can't let this go up. I can't let this go up. I'm, I'm just right. keep doing what I'm doing. But I wasn't, I wasn't training sustainably. I was training like six days a week and doing all this other stuff. I didn't restrict more. It's just I wanted to keep up everything that I was doing. And right. that's not a way to live because that's not healthy. And a lot of gen pop do not see it that way. Totally. So I guess 
I want to bring up that whole identity thing. So it's like people want to get a number. People want to lose fat. They say, I just, I just want to lose this many kilos. 10 kilos, five kilos, 10 kilos. I want to get fit and toned. What the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. What what does it mean to you? Like what do you expect to get out of it? Because Mm -hmm. they're not going to be happy right now, no matter how many times you tell them, because Mm -hmm. they need to change their life. And Mm -hmm. I actually understand why they're not going to be happy right now. And that's Mm -hmm. okay because you need to realize that you aren't happy right now and that's why you want to change. But Mm -hmm. attaching yourself to losing numbers that you're just Mm -hmm. pulling out of the sky is not Mm -hmm. going to change that. Why do you not like where you are right now? Okay, you don't like how your body looks. Okay, you're not confident. Okay, your clothes feel and look like shit on you. Right. So what can we do to change that? Because Mm. randomly waking up one day and stepping on the scale and seeing a number on there isn't going to solve that for you. We need to actually Mm -hmm. grow into it. So Mm. what is it? What are the action steps? Focus Mm. on the action, focus on the process, and you'll get to your outcome. So Mm. we need to actually start looking at what you're eating. Like what's your lifestyle like? Are you actually moving your body? Are you actually walking? Are you physically doing anything? Because you can step on that scale and still not feel complete because you didn't change your life in the process. Because Mm. what got you to where you are now? Like Mm. why are you in this place Why you're not happy? It was lifestyle. It was habits. So why don't we shift those habits? Why don't we shift that lifestyle to Mm. end this chapter here and Mm -hmm. start a new book? Start a new pre pre prequel prelude prelude another prelude it's like prelude yourself into a new life yeah because you have that power and I guess you do you train a lot of women pretty much don't you yeah Mm, yeah yeah yeah. so women women in particular Mm. they want to do everything they think no one else does anything as good as them so they try to master everything and they don't actually allow themselves to prioritize their priorities so Mm. they get into these habits I have this with a lot of my women that have kids they get into all these habits they start to see change they start to feel good something happens all of a sudden they're back to being the mother that's looking after this kid that kid running around Mm -hmm. to this this thing that thing it's like okay so where on your schedule have you scheduled in yourself because Mm. you just lashed out at the kids you're not now happy at how they're eating like all these behaviors they're having that you don't like and the fact that you're not able to actually deal with them properly is a mm. reflection of you. Your kids mm. are a reflection of you because you can tell them all you want. They're not going to they're not going to pay attention or listen if what you say isn't in line with what you do. Right. And I I love the the phrase of not prioritizing your own priorities. Because it's all well and good to say, yeah, I'm important to myself. And yes, my health is important to me. But you know how to tell if something is important to you. You either spend money, well, you either invest money in working on whatever it is that is a priority to you. And or you invest your time in whatever it is that is important to you. Or both. That to me actually tells me that you're invested in making change. You spend time doing it, you invest your finances in it, and or you do both. And so, so precisely. Do you spend your time or do you want to invest your time? 
exactly it's a powerful shift right because spending denotes like a loss or like i lost money like i gambled it <laughs> no i invested like that's gonna pay fucking dividends because i'm gonna live to be 120 you know and i'm still gonna be able to do the split and i'm still gonna be able to deadlift like two times body weight and i'm still gonna be able to back squat like 100 fucking kilos so precisely um there was something else that you mentioned uh shifting behaviors what i think tying back to what we mentioned earlier what precedes changing behaviors our behaviors map to our beliefs right so if we don't work on our belief system the behaviors remain the same the actions remain the same the results remain the same so if you're getting the same fucking results like lose 10 kilos put on 15 lose 10 kilos put on 15 it's because your belief system essentially hasn't changed and your belief system about you not about do you believe this keto diet will work like who gives a fuck a caloric deficit is a caloric deficit okay but has your perspective of you has your relationship with you adjusted and altered in a way that now allows you to create the life of your dreams create the body of your dreams move country i don't know like whatever the case may be and that's just something that is so missing from the quote-unquote health and fitness industry i would say it's not really that's the thing it's not really a health and fitness industry anymore with yeah all the promoting that's that's the thing that's holding the health and fitness industry back because yeah it used to be it like it's supposed to be about health and fitness not about have these pills have these powders oh <laughs> we've gone a whole other <laughs> follow-up episode follow-up we'll have you back (laughs) (laughs) literally oh like it's like people nutritionists like there are nutritionists that are doing this and it is hitting me they're showing their full days of eating and do you want to know what it's full of let's Mm. have some protein custard let's have some protein bars protein protein that oh and Mm -hmm. by the way here's like a handful of berries a handful of veg oh and i can have ice cream for dessert now it's like where's the real food yeah, but that's it. It's like where they took the help out of it. And then yeah. the fitness is more like, let's just do as much as we can and not really care about our recovery and actually training smart. Whereas, or our technique. Yeah, it's like, I guess because you keep bringing up this double body weight, this, that, and the other, it's like mm. what you focus on is what expands. Whenever mm. I get my this day, I'm seeing myself lifting like 160 kilos, squatting like yep. triple, triple plates. And it's just right. like, I can't do that anymore. But you know mm. what? I'll, I'm not focusing on that anymore. I'm not focusing on being a powerlifter. And mm. everyone thinks that progress is linear. Back to our whole point of mm. focus on where you want to be and how you want to feel. Because if mm. all you're going to focus on is that outcome, you're missing the point that we live in a life, in an environment, in a world that is full of uncontrollables. And mm. what? Corona happened. If you were if you were so attached to being this lean shredded person about to compete on stage, and that was all you cared about, yeah. Corona hit. You're not having any comps. You can yeah. set them all you like and let yourself down and yo-yo and bulk and cut and maintain and whatever the hell you want to do. But mm. you're just gonna you're just gonna mentally stuff yourself up because right. you're too busy focusing on this outcome that you've completely neglected the health and the mental health in that process. Whereas mm. if you attach yourself to an identity that's about just becoming your best self and doing things because 
you want to become your best self, it's completely different. And Mm. I was actually meant to, the day that we went into lockdown was a Monday of the week that I was meant to compete internationally for powerlifting. Wow. And yeah, I was actually Mm. meant to get my biggest deadlift. But on that day, I let myself cry. But then the next Mm. day I'm like, wow, I wasn't actually that sold. Like I was so attached to my identity of being a, this is actually a really good thing to talk about now. I was so attached to my identity of being a powerlifter that I just wanted to compete on this day. But if I reflected on it, I wasn't having the same intent, the same oomph when I lifted a deadlift, the same everything from scroll back about five comps ago. I was visualizing, I was doing all the initial steps, doing everything part of the process to get the outcome. But now I wasn't, I was just focusing on the outcome. And right. the whole time I felt unfulfilled. I felt like I was going into the gym as a chore. I actually mm. struggled times to put the oomph into every single session. And mm. it was hard. It was really freaking hard. And mm. then for the months after it, leading into lockdown, I felt lost in a way. Like I was happy, but I was lost. It's like, let, let's try and attach another, let's f- find something else I can do. Maybe I can go hybrid. Maybe I can do like some weird runs. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like I, I, I was lost pretty much, but train, but I was attaching myself to the identity of a powerlifter. And Mm -hmm. the same thing happened when I was transitioning from bodybuilding to powerlifting. I found it hard to let go of that identity to become this identity because I was seen on like my personal Instagram page was full of people just commenting and complimenting me on my striations, my shreddedness, my strongness, all that stuff. And I found Mm -hmm. that hard to let go of to become stronger feed myself more and actually do something different but then I made that change it took about a year to finally let go of seeing myself as like okay I don't need to worry about strength anymore like it's not the focus and I think a lot of women out there if it's not focusing on the scale or something it's like they're always focusing on needing to increase the weight somewhere otherwise they're a failure or mm. they want to like hit this 100 kilo squat or they need to just be strong and hit these numbers. But it's like, why? Are you trying? I said this to a girl this morning. I'm like, but why? Do you want to be the world's strongest freaking bicep killer or something? Like there is no competition for what you're doing. I wanted to say something that was stupid. So I said bicep curling. Like you don't need to have the world's best squat. What are you competing for? What do you actually want? You came to me wanting mm. to have better body not to have the biggest bicep curl in the world like you need to actually tune into what it is that you want because what you focus on expands like I said I can't squat that way anymore but I feel the best I've ever felt my body Mm. is probably the best it's ever been too the healthiest I'm actually able to enjoy foods a lot more now because in the process from going from disordered eating to bodybuilding to powerlifting trying to make weights because I had to be under 56 kilos to then navigating corona to now mm. i've never had such a structured eating plan which to me is freedom and mm. like the power of feeling that control within your environment and of your own body is what most people want because a lot of people right. don't have that control anymore they feel mm. out of control they feel like they've lost that power over mm-hmm. everything that's going on but the thing is you can be so self-critical of yourself you can talk yourself down to bits. Like I had a girl that needed a phone call once for that same reason. And I'm like, yeah, but I know why. 
because you haven't been eating to plan because mm. you've been stuck in bed sick because you haven't been doing your exercising or doing things as usual. And as soon as you lack that control over your body, you start to become more self-critical of it. Mm. And it's this, like, I'm lucky now that I don't let it get to me, but I recognize it in my girls for the reason that it used to get to me. And right. as soon as all of a sudden you change out of your environment of I'm smashing myself in the gym, I'm able to have access to all the best equipment and do everything that I want to do to sculpt my body, to become the best body and to put everything else behind it. And I freaking love training now that my whole powerlifting phase is behind me. But it's mm. like now I realize that I can be more self-critical in my body because everything's not the same anymore. I'm literally trapped in my house. I hardly leave the house. I leave mm. the groceries. I do my walk. I do the littlest things now. Whereas before I was more outdoors. I was more outgoing. So mm. the fact that I've lost that control over everything that I do physically, my nutrition has stayed the same, but more people would be like, okay, so th- that has all changed. I'm not going to the gym anymore. Let's slash my food because this is going to happen. Or they start saying their legs feel a little bit chunky or they look a little bit chunky. It's like, yeah, because everything's changed. Like things aren't the same anymore. And mm. the more that you realize that as long as you have your anchors and your non-negotiables mm. and you're doing the bare basics that literally make up the majority of the process, which is you're drinking your three liters of water or whatever, you're eating mm-hmm. all of your veggies, you're eating all of your protein, you're sticking to your nutrition where you can and you're making it as close as possible where you can't. You're still mm. doing your steps. Like what you burn in the gym is minimal compared to what you do during the day. Mm. Intermittent, like break up your sitting with walking. If you're not doing that, you're doing yourself a massive disservice. I always mm. say you shouldn't take longer than like two to three hours at, at, like at least, even if it's just like a five-minute walk. Just like getting up every now and then is powerful in actually just your mood state because mm. you're so hyper focused on one thing. If you actually finish that, let yourself walk around a bit and actually breathe, which a lot of the time people forget to do when they're sitting down, it, mm. it changes so much and it actually gets you into that thought process of I'm not just going to be this office worker or this couch potato. You're actually thinking about movement. And it's like what you said with the identity your 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 values your beliefs need to change with that and if you're not believing yourself I actually planned a post on this this morning and one of the quotes I wrote on it is I've always been fat my whole life it's like if that is the identity that you're attaching with it I'm struggling with one of my clients at the moment through this and this is how hard it is because Mm. I keep repeating the same stuff and literally every time I tell her something she comes back to me saying this I really needed to hear that today, Mama Ruby. I'm like, you say that to me every time I tell you something. Like right. that shows how much they need to work on their inner self. It's like you can keep telling them. But because I know she was previously like really chubby and overweight, she's attaching mm. herself to that. She's like, I don't want to get that way again. I was mm. always a big person. Mm. Yeah, but you can retell that narrative. And if you don't actually stop and realize you are doing everything now to get you to where you want to be, but you need to actually believe in it because mm. you need to put in the steps that are enjoyable. You need to have a better relationship with food. If you don't have that good relationship with food, that's when it'll spiral down. But if you're constantly thinking, I caught her out one day because she 
this is I'm just using her as an example because she like I bet a lot of people do this mm. she came to me with a niggly knee she's like my knee has been feeling shit for ages I'm like well I can't really do much about that you shouldn't be doing anything extra she's like you always know when I'm doing something I'm like well why else is your knee doing that like I didn't give you anything that's gonna aggravate it so you're right. probably running running friggin' laps when I told you not to so right all going to keep thinking the more I do, the more results I see, or the less mm. I eat, the better results I see. Like, where do you expect to go from there? Like, right. Next? So the true enjoyment lies in falling in love with the process and pursuing something that, you know, fulfills you in more angles than just one, more than just seeing the number on the scales. It's, you know, I feel better in my own skin. I have more energy. I have more clarity of mind. I have better digestion. My body can keep up with me. My body fuels me. I'm not dragging my body around like, come on, body, catch up. (laughs) I love so many points of what you said. We're going to have to record another podcast for sure. But thank you so much for all your valuable insights. We're going to have links to your personal accounts in the show notes so people can reach out to you and find you and connect with you because they need to. The fitness industry needs more people like you. Um, And thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you so much for your time, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Do you love, we'll have another episode. We're going to talk about powders. Yes, yes. And I reckon the biggest thing for people to have is a hobby because you need to have something that keeps you happy. Absolutely. And lucky that we found ours, hey? Mm. Yeah. Thank you, love. Thank you so much for today. You take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Guys, that's it. That's a wrap. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Real Talk with your gal pal. That's me, Laura Rogers. Please be sure to leave us a review. Give us your feedback on what else you would like me to talk about. I always want to deliver content on things that excite you and that are going to benefit you in your health and fitness journey. So do give us a review. Before you forget, I know you're busy. I've got to run off and record another episode. Do check us out on the other social media platforms listed below as well because you might just like what you see or hear there. So, you know, be sure to do that. I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. And again, please leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. It would mean the absolute world to me. Stay healthy and I'll see you in the next one.